When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Brian. Ronner. The link is up. AskRonnaLive.com. Couldn't be easier. Go get your tickets. This is a big uh, Valentine's Eve show live from the Carriage House. February 13th. It'll be sexy. It'll be fun. It'll be sexy. Advice. Prizes. Prizes. Games. Yes. Dancing. Terrific advice. It's literally going to include all of those things. Yeah. So go get your tickets. We also have a special limited edition event t-shirt that was selling if people want to do that. and Like a concert tee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For the first time only. Yeah. People can have a one-on-one meet and greet with... Uh-huh. Either, because we're doing uh-huh. a pandemic-friendly version here. Correct. Either Brian, yep. pardon me, with a Y. Yep. That's you. Yep. Or Rana. And that's exactly it's limited right. spaces, though, because we can't spend all night doing that. That's no, it's too, it's I too mean, exhausting. I have to so, go to bed at some point. People want that. They need to sign up ASAP. And if they want to send us a question, they can do that. Great. Um, to fit for the broadcast. Or if they want to participate in the broadcast, in our game, uh, when they get the email response confirming their ticket purchase, I believe in that email, they have the opportunity to respond. But if they want to, they can just send us their question. They can they can write to us at askbron at gmail.com and just put in the subject, question for live event, or I want to participate in the game or whatever. Askronalive.com. Yeah. This is, I mean, listen, we have been waiting a long time to do this and we we are going to show up for you. Can't wait. That's the Olympic theme, dear. I know, Rana, but we won. (laughs) Oh, this is our ceremony. This is our closing ceremony. ceremony. Yes. I feel so lucky that we're doing this today of all days. Me too. I was so excited to talk to you about it. I got up early, of course, so that I would be inauguration ready. But I had to watch. I had to watch Trump go. That was the first thing I did. I am ashamed to say I'm. that's the moment I missed. I turned on the How? TV right after that had happened. And so I saw everyone coming into the inauguration in the full and all, but I missed that moment. I had to watch it on YouTube. 
Not right before. You had to get up two hours earlier to watch that. Oh, so it was way earlier. At oh, 8 o'clock. Oh, right, because before the inauguration started, he had already landed in Florida. It was at 8 o'clock. He, That's right. He, I watched Marine One go from the White House to... Uh, you know, Mar-a-Lago. whatever that's no the uh, oh to the base yeah yeah whatever why well, can't I think of what it's called Edwards Air Force Base or whatever it's called something like that uh, in Maryland which is two minutes away yeah uh, and then he gave a speech and then he told everybody to have a good life at the end of his speech yeah he said have a good life or have a nice life which was I don't it was the it was the most Bonzo, B- Bozo show, but yeah, it was like Biff and Back to the Future. It was <laughs> that is exactly what it was like, yeah. actually. Uh, and they were all there looking horrible, of course. Like I that actually think Motley Crue. I think today was the first moment. I think he felt humiliated. I, I think. think today was the day it occurred to him that this that it was over. Yeah, he looked uh, forlorn. He and, did. He looked defeated. Uh, yeah. He looked, and he actually looked a little bit wistful, as much as that's possible for a person like him. Yeah. But, um, so there was that, and they were ridiculous, and then he was so petty, and he had to have Air Force One, and he couldn't let Joe have Air Force One, and yep. he couldn't say goodbye, uh, and Such blah, a blah, baby, blah. such a coward. But how about that inauguration? I have to say, I think that Roy Blunt, he who's the co- who's the chair of the inauguration, if I ever have get married again or I become a senator and I'm sworn in for something, I want him as my party planner. How about number one? I mean, the queen should be so lucky to have someone like Amy Klobuchar guarding everything. That's what she felt like to me. She felt like she was guarding the gates, being like, you're not trying anything here. And I'm here to see to it. And this, this ship is running on time. I know, she, but she was so close. Well, Trump was late, which was, of course, he was, you know, 17 minutes late leaving the White House, yes. which, of course. I'm not even uh, a huge fan of Klobuchar, but I, I just felt a thing of like, you're not messing with us today. It I was, know, but she's just so Klobuchar. And she has, she's got love- a terrible speaking voice. I love was, her voice. Oh, she was wearing a Macy's mustard coat. I don't know where that Terrific. coat came from. That's Amy from. Klobuchar. Oh, and she just looked, I mean, it was so, but the hysterical part to me was she kept- Coming back to the mic to tell people what was going to happen. She, you oh, could she just was, imagine her at the rehearsal saying, well, then, yep. okay, Biden will speak. Then I'll speak. Yep. And just, then, so, just so, then guzzling I'll speak. salad with a comb yeah. during the rehearsals and like, you know, what? just furious about the entire operation. Then I'll speak again. Okay. Yeah. And then this, and then I'll speak again. She just yep. kept inserting herself in the process. I love after J-Lo. She goes, well, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and she said something like, well, that's the the last time or the first time we'll have J-Lo and then John Roberts. Something that was very like that. funny. Yeah. Uh, but I also thought- the entrances. How about the parade coming in? I thought it was wonderful. Michelle Obama and Barack Obama. Shut up. She is the woman of, she is the look of 2021. Shut everything down. I got chills when they, when it's, when they came through, I was like, these are movie stars, icons. They are the most famous people on the planet. That was what, how I felt when I was, I thought, my God, Obama is such a star. A star. There wasn't a person that didn't want to touch him or be acknowledged by him or be in his light. And it was so interesting, especially at the end when they're all milling around waiting to leave, where Bill and Hill, who, who by used the way, to also be, looked great, actually. His they suit did. was terrific. And yep. I loved her like purple maroon. I actually thought it worked yeah. really well. And her hair looked good. Her hair's long. Great. Now. She has quarantine yeah. hair. But they 
they used to be the stars of the Democratic Party. They yes. were the leaders of the Democratic Party. And it was yes. very clear what their legacy was going to be. That Obama and Michelle had just completely eclipsed them. I mean, you have to remember that Obama, Obama ran against Hillary totally. at one point, and that he had to get, make a secretary. There were all these concessions yep. you had to make to the Clintons because they were the they were the head of the Democratic Party, and she was pretty nasty to him during that primary. Of course, yeah. Um, but everybody was great, and that great. Michelle was wearing a Sergio Hudson pantsuit. That was she looked in. She looked like she was redefining First Lady. Her hair was unbelievable. It was, she looked just strong and powerful and She had a tips highlighted. She, she looked, looked amazing. incredible. She looked amazing. Glamour, glamorous, but comfortable, but casual in some, in some way. I don't know how she did it. Yeah, she made she, it look effortless. And I have to say, I know that people might be rolling their eyes that we're talking about fashion first. It was such a thrilling day that this was, it was the icing on the cake. What, is, what do you want us to talk about? The, the ceremony, I thought, was flawless. I thought they flawless. did an incredible job. Kamala's, I, when she was sworn in, I got full chills. I couldn't believe that moment. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Though Sonia Sotomayor mispronounced her name. She did. She <laughs> did. Because she's from New York. So <laughs> she said, she said, instead of saying, she said Kamala yep. instead of Kamala. She did. Um, but it was incredible. Jill Biden, by the way, wearing sequins and mesh. Patty I thought May. she looked terrific. She could take the girl out of the Jersey Shore, but she I can't knew, take the Jersey Shore out of the girl. Say something about that. She looked incredible, but she looked like Jill Biden. She, I mean, she did. And uh, who else? I did not care for, for Gaga bringing that big gown to the inauguration. Yeah, I want Gaga to be Gaga, but it was a distraction to have a, a gown that big. I have to say, Gaga really, really got on Madonna's last nerve when she performed Evita and was like, my last stand will be starring in a remake of Evita. Because that it yeah. was full. She was fully Ava Perone in that moment. But her voice From sounded From the balcony. Great. From the balcony. But can we talk about... But she looked like Yulia Tomashenko. Remember her? That was the Ukrainian president who they put in jail. She had the... the of course the I remember her. Yeah. Yeah. She just she like was fabulous. <laughs> the, the, but Amanda Gorman... Wow. That was, I what think I cried. She's I couldn't, a star. That was so beautiful. Yeah. Watch and, one to watch for sure. And like, I do just feel like, God, it seems like kids should be learning that poem early. Un unbelievable. And she was so poised. I mean, oh to be doing that God. in front of the nation, just at yeah. 22. Incredible. From and Los really Angeles. Forming it. I mean, it yeah. was beautiful. Yeah. She was, she was exceptional. She I really felt like that is, she has nailed this country in such a beautiful, positive, and realistic light that also felt like poetry that wasn't boring. How about your countryman, Gath Brooks? What did you think of him? You know what? Jeans. I know he that's wore a country his, star's he wore his thing. Texas tux tuxedo. And then ran in and gave everybody hugs after. Te why was High there so much hugging? On the way out. That drove me crazy. There was so much hugging. And but he's I mean Goth Brooks is big. I didn't realize how substantial he was. Those legs. He is a he is powerful. Thick. Yeah. It was my first concert I ever saw was Garth Brooks. But I was impressed that he was there and that he was uh I you think know. they wanted that representation. Yeah, and he was sort of believing in the unity of the moment. I totally. mean, and he seemed yeah. to like be the most starstruck by Michelle and Barack Obama. He seemed there wasn't a person that didn't want to be acknowledged by Barack Obama. It, 
He oh. was. I mean, who could blame? He is. How is it? It that felt he's like a even king more and queen. And you know what's interesting about that is that Trump, all he wanted to do was stamp out Obama's legacy. Mm-mm. And oddly, what he's done—it's honestly—it's like a comic book, like a supervillain. By making Obama so important, by yeah. trying to stamp out his legacy, he has only lionized him even further. He it's completely is, and he's, true. They're so young. Oh, they're just radiating health. Those two. Oh, they absolutely. It's it's funny because I think if Hillary had won. And it were even won her re-election and the Obamas came through, there would definitely still be that sparkle. But it definitely adds that we it was like, oh my God, we we missed you so much. Oh. And you're just you're a hero. And then yeah. people feel like that's part of what they're getting with Joe. It was like Trump yeah. didn't happen and Obama handed it to Joe. That was how it was feeling to people. It really does feel like they are going to play it like that. Just sort of we're not even going to talk about the last administration, really. I mean, yeah. we might talk about the last administration. I don't think they're going to name check him except in impeachment. Yeah, well, I'm really, really curious to see what the Justice Department is going to do about the impeachment and about what happened. And also, it was so moving. It really was to be just this contrast between what took place two weeks ago and for them all to be standing there uh, I just on got those, with you saying that. and it, it felt hallowed again. It did. It, it felt did. like they reconsecrated the ground and they and took those it back. Stunning shots of the Capitol too. I mean, it was really photographed so I'm getting well. Mo- it's moving just thinking about. It. I and know. also, I thought it was be- whoever's in charge of Biden's events. I have yeah. to say, I'd love to know who that person is. Has done an incredible job Gorgeous. navigating this crazy pandemic moment. Even from, from the drive-through, from the drive-through, yeah. which I loved. Yep. The lights at the Washington Memorial last sure. night. The yes. 400 lights oh for the coronavirus. God. Oh, but that was the other thing. Trump's talked about how the pandemic was over, and I said, I think he thinks after he re- he got it, he was worried about getting it. Yeah. And then when he recovered from it, it was over. Everything was what happens to him personally. And that, you know, it was quite a sad moment, I have to say, though. The fact that you can even still have sympathy for these people all these years later. When he's getting on on the plane, he goes right over to Ivanka, gives her a big hug and a kiss. And everyone else in his family has to move towards him. And he gives them sort of a half Uh pat and a half kiss and a half. Okay. Yeah. What did he do with Jared? Nothing. Not so, not much with you. No, all yeah. Jared, more of a gentlemanly head. Uh, I don't think Jared's probably ever hugged him ever well. Right, or anybody. But Jared yeah. doesn't, yeah, right, a lizard hug. But Jared doesn't need that from him. Yeah, and all that's true. those children, and how, well, I can't believe we're going to talk about this, but Tiffany getting engaged last night. She's honestly the star. She just. She was tired of being left out. And this was, was her, her last, last chance to have anything. And she had to get it in while he was still president. But you know what else she did was <laughs> on that same day, they took the picture, like the PR picture, the Instagram picture with the diamond dealer. So later that day, the day you get engaged. Oh, I didn't see that. Okay. There's a picture of her in the lobby of the Trump post office or whatever, with her doing the picture with her and the... Uh, and the diamond dealer, and you right. ju- because the ring was free, of course. And you just think, oh, 
That was that was the handshake agreement. If we get the ring for half price, we have to take the picture. Of the same. I mean, all they cared about was the Instagram moment. And that uh, guy she's marrying is an absolute Nigerian arms dealer. You know that, right? No, oh, I know he's yeah. like a, a billionaire with, or his parents are billionaires with yeah. really, really sketchy. Yeah, based in Nigeria. Past. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it was so stunning. And, stunning. It was beautiful. Uh, I loved. It was fun to see Kamala in a dress after all the all the pantsuits, but she is just so, it's incredible how warm and magnetic she is. Uh, just we, wearing the, ma- even the wearing mask, mask even. Yeah. Incredible I have to eyes. Say, I don't know what happened or when this happened, but coats are now a thing and they're tailored beautifully. I mean, yeah. everyone's bright, beautiful coats. And even the, the ones that Bill Clinton and Barack Obama were wearing, it yeah. was like, oh my God, I've never wanted to dress like either of these people necessarily. Yeah. Maybe Barack, but I don't yeah. know. Presidents sort of have lame style. No, you know? Brock's not known for his style. He's tailored, no. but he's not known for right. his style. He, yeah. he looks good, but it's not. Yeah, it's. But with those coats, I was like, oh, if I were in cold weather, I would absolutely get that. It was coat very wear. gentlemanly. Yeah, it was very old fashioned in a really beautiful way. They were all wearing Ralph Lauren, the men. Yes. Uh, and then but, Laura Bush's coat, even and Laura Jill Bush wearing and, flats. Was she? God bless her. Good for her. I kept seeing these Texas. people go up and down these stairs and kept thinking, God, I, I don't know what I would do if I had to go up and down these stairs. I was nerve-wracked. Unbelievable. Kamala had a little bit of a Yeah, she had a little stutter step moment. at the end. She was cute about it, though. Yeah. Oh, I th- I'm really excited to see with I... and then And then they're working today, apparently. They, well, uh, they're having like a little luncheon, like a post-bar mitzvah luncheon. So no And then ball. they're going straight to work. I don't think there's a ball. Yeah. But you know what I realized? Poor Joe. I mean, Joe, it's, a, it's a hard time. Yeah. He doesn't get to have the inaugural committee where you have to give all get all your friends to give a million dollars and then you get to keep the money. What is this? So that's one of the big boondoggles and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. So this is one of the old ways that people buy favor. Oh, how about that? They repealed the swamp. Uh-huh. You saw that? Uh-huh. I sure did. So they told everybody they couldn't lobby for five years and then on the way out the door, he said, take, take the silver if you want. Yep. Uh, but what they do is they have the inaugural committee and then they hit up all their big donors to give money towards the inaugural committee. And that money is then used to throw the parties for that week leading up to the event. And then who keeps the leftovers? You, you, you do. do. So it's one of the, it's almost I, like So it's the guys of an inaugural, yes. Okay. So it's like the, you pay the king. And then you yeah. get to take it with you on the way out the door. It's like, it's like, oh, how much do you need uh, for plates? $50 million? Great. Here Correct. you go. Yeah. So all the heavy hitters always give at least a million. Right. What, you know, Bob Kraft gave a million. That's why people were upset and et cetera, et cetera. I and see. you get, and then they don't get to ask for it back. It's like a con- it's like a campaign contribution, but you can't use it for the campaign. There's no change. There's no change. <laughs> exactly. I had no idea. <laughs> Rana. Well, I'm wondering, I have, I'm hoping I have that right, but someone will tell us if I do. I believe, I fully believe. I mean, that. I'm that in seems such to make a good sense. mood today. It was so fun to have another little after that. It was such a cleansing national moment. Especially when we knew it would feel good, but then, like, I didn't you know. know what, I, think even I didn't know if I was going to feel anything. I know, honestly, I think that I think that you're right. I think watching it, or before I started watching it, or even. I guess this morning I was excited, but yesterday, even after those stunning pictures by the Lincoln Memorial and everything they did, I still felt 
this isn't just going to feel good. It's going to feel like, okay, moving on. But it felt so good. And they just yeah. did the They're whole thing. They're doing a great job of orchestrating these moments of it's bigger than me. That seems to be, it's bigger than us. It's yeah. about the country. It's bigger than us. Seems to be the theme of, of what much of their doing is. And they're doing it beautifully. And he's th- he's got to have the worst situation coming into, you know, going in to the White House than probably nearly any other president. Oh, I guess it's not you didn't, every he, other Well, that's why you should have woken up early for Trump's speech because- um, no, this is go- he's actually historically taking over the no president has ever left another president in a better situation than this president. So he was hoping people would he said I hope people remember that. I hope people remember that. <laughs> and then the ba- this was the playlist, okay? Yeah. That we have to get to our guest. Yes. Who's fabulous. Here's the playlist. He landed on Marine One. He landed and he had the nerve to do a loop to take another sightseeing tour of the Capitol. But uh, the the place that he destroyed, I think he wanted to see what they were doing for the crowds. I'm not kidding. I think he wanted to see. Oh, Oh, he can can definitely say he had less people at his inauguration. If he were on Twitter, he would have said that. He would have said, (laughs) oh, bad showing. 200 people. 200 people. Loser. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, he landed to Gloria by, by Laura Branigan. Are you then serious? Then they played Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And then when Air Force One took off, I have to say whoever was in charge of the music did work out the timing properly. They took He took off to My Way by Frank Sinatra. Are you being serious or joking? What do you think? I'm making this up? Why did they play Gloria? I mean, I love that song. That's but- been the song they've been playing, which, by the way, that was what, what's the name, was dancing to backstage before the insurrection rally. Kimberly Guilfoyle. Uh-huh. Yeah. Poor Laura Branigan's dead. She can't do anything about it, I, I guess. know. Well, well, obviously, whoever's controlling her estate will take a dollar anyway. Oh, yeah. sorry. Also played YMCA on the stage when he was when he was done with Those the whole speech. Those idiots. Yeah. yeah. By the way, having no idea what that song is about. Doesn't matter. <sighs> he's he's the 80s. Yeah. It's fun. Makes him feel good. It's, it's the one dance he knows. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Well, I don't know if I've ever seen him do the whole dance, but I'd like to. Maybe not. Anyway, out with the old, in with the new, under Thank new God. management, as we Absolutely. put on our, on our Instagram page. Uh, so listen, this guest today is so fabulous. I have to say. I have been They a are fan. the new, Rana. Uh, they are. I mean, this is a person who totally. you would never think would play like a villain. And on so the season fantastic. of Search Party, yeah. they are literally killing it. Let's bring in Cole Escola. Yes. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, if you're that sort of person. I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Wait a minute. Rana. So wait a minute. So you know I've been a Search Party fan for a long time. But you know, I, yes, we've had a few mutual friends on Charles on Rogers is a, is a dear friend of mine. He's Sarah certain. Violet, I adore. 
Of course. I love the whole cast. I've had run-ins with all of them. So funny, funny. Yeah. Mutinalia, excuse me. Sure, of course. I've also been a fan Mm -hmm. on on a separate track going exactly in the same direction, apparently, until they ran right into each other. They're brilliant. Fabulous. Fabulous. Cole Cole, I can't believe you're here with us today. Thank you for thank you for having me on this day of all days. Cole, did you know I just saw a movie called Bucaro that's um comes from Brazil. Ever been? I've and, no, I didn't and, know that about you that you'd seen that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'll update my uh You're gonna Instagram learn later. so much about Brian. He might tell wow. us what he had for breakfast today. <laughs> a bar. <laughs> Chocolate chip peanut butter. But that's not a breakfast. That's what a I snack. learned, what I learned in Bucarest. is that my last name means school in How Portuguese. Dare you. How did you know that? Because I know that my last name means school in Portuguese, but it's actually a Finnish last name. Escola. What? So your background's yeah. Finnish? Yeah. Okay. So what does it mean in Finnish? Um, wet. Really? No, I don't know. Honey. <laughs> now we're talking. Well, now we Wet. know what's going on on this show. Yeah. yeah of course. Coldia, how mm-hmm. are you? Did you watch the inauguration today? We were no. just going. Oh. No. Huh. I saw what prevented little... you? What prevented you? I had, you know, I was expecting some mail and um, there right. were, you know, I had to be ready to go. Did it happen? The, um, yeah, they were able to fit it through the slot. I wasn't sure. I was expecting some tea tree oil. Oh. And I wasn't sure, oh, is this going to be a ring the doorbell situation? And is it already on your feet and everything? It's on, it's on my feet and everything. Well, yeah. it is antibacterial treat. It's a natural antibacterial That's tea tree right. oil. They yeah. clean yoga mats Fabulous. with it, Yeah. I've seen who's, them. Who's they? When they, when they you know what? None of your business. When they clean them. <laughs> when they clean them. When they clean them. <laughs> yeah. Cole, That's just are, to obscure the smell. We just sang your praises about Search Party Season 4. I watched the first two episodes last night. Do people know that Cole is like one of the nicest people in the world? I don't know that. I just know them for their talent. Well, so do I, Rana. But Cole is full creep on this show, and it's a delight to see. Totally brilliant. Thanks. You're welcome. The what did you do to get into character? Room. Um, I didn't really have to do anything because, um, uh-huh. you know, when uh, like someone's reacting to you like you're a, a monster, that that tells that that's like ninety percent of the work, right? Yes, it is. You know, that's right. When, so that's Ali true. just had to like seem afraid, and then anything I did would seem, whoa, this guy's crazy. Sure. You know? Are you method? Yeah. Do you do you stay in character? Um. Yeah. Good. No. But I did make um, Ann Dowd bleed. <laughs> like in the show? Uh, no, like like as an actor on what set. What happened? Um, there is a scene where that I have with Ann, and um, I was too forceful. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but I was too forceful. And they called cut, and she said, Sweetheart, you went way too hard. I'm bleeding. And I, I, I felt the worst I've ever felt in my life. Boundaries. Cross boundaries. those, cross those crossed, act of boundaries. Well, because I, you, you feel like um, no one's ever supposed to get hurt. Like a good actor would never hurt another, you know, like, yeah. 
But um, well, I don't know about that. Blessed. I mean, there were a lot of monsters back in the day that probably. Yeah, you're not, the, sure. you're not the first sure. person that made Ian sure, Dowd sure. bleed. Right, you're like, just the latest person. <laughs> Remember when Roman Polanski pulled hair out of Faye Dunaway's head, and then she <sighs> went in the bathroom, <laughs> pissed in a cup of pissed in a cup, and then threw it on his face. Good for her. Chinatown. Wow. Chinatown. Yeah. She wouldn't do something with her hair. And he, and he didn't direct Chinatown, out. right? It was just sort no, of he a happened set to be visit. there. Yeah. He, he happened to be there. And Mia Farrow goes, because they were still buds from Rosemary's Baby. Right, right, right. And was like, hey, I was supposed to play this part. Get in there, rip her hair out. So it was, and it, yeah. So, All and then she went into the bathroom and said, Faye, Faye, yeah. piss on him. And she did. <laughs> So it was really Mia Farrow's urine, is what you're saying. She broke up marriages. She, yeah. She yeah. blamed Mia urinary. No, she's no innocent. She certainly is not. Yeah. She has recast herself as a saint. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, just ask Dory Previn, you know? Excuse Poor me. Poor Dory Previn. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. You're not kidding. Yeah. No. Mia Farrow plays by her own rules. We'll just say that. <laughs> that's fair. I think that's Haven't fair. Haven't you guys been saying that for a long time? Oh, since I, since I knew about her. It was Even supposed when she to cut be. her hair for Rosemary's Baby, she was playing yeah. by her own rules. That yeah. line was supposed to be in Amy Klobuchar's speech this morning. <laughs> and they ended up, she ended up cutting it I'll never get over that musty coat. All I could think was, where does she get her clothes? Where does she get them? Amy? But I know that's not what Amy. democracy is about, Cole. Mm. I understand that. Democracy oh. is about helping fellow people, which is Thank why, you. Cole, we've enlisted you today <laughs> because we would absolutely love to hear your feedback on some questions mm. that our audience has for us. Great. And give them great advice. And Are all you-, you have to do is give your opinion. Don't get, okay. you, don't, you don't have to give a good opinion. I, okay, I'll try not to. It, it might be. It might right. be. It might be good advice. It might be great advice. It might be terrible advice. Mm-hmm. It should just be the advice that Cole Escola would give to people. The okay. only and- thing that's required is ears <laughs> and mouth, and that's it. <laughs> Ron, oh, do you what? want to read the? Yes, please. I want to know what Cole's doing on Instagram right now. Are you working on any little any of your oh, little yeah, shorts or anything like that? I love. No. If people don't follow you on Instagram, they must because oh, thanks. You are so to- First of all, you're hysterical. But you are so totally committed to yeah. every the the high low and high tech low tech of what you do. But the performance is always one hundred percent committed and hysterical. <laughs> and I, whenever I watch something that you post, I watch it at least five times in Me a row. Too. Oh, thanks. Repeat um, viewing. No, I'm not working on anything. How I'm many weeks have you got in that of, closet behind you? Uh, in this one, that has my um my workout bench and my tea tree oil. Uh, okay. That's a lot. Of, that's it was a lot. So it was a big delivery you were taking possession of this morning. The tea tree oil. Tea tree oil. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Cole is. I knew how fun. much I spent. I didn't know how much was coming. So how much did you get in the end? It, it was a little bottle about this big. Yeah. Do you want to play a trick on a neighbor? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you go to your neighbor and you say, "Ah, oh, lifting. Of course I am, or whatever." And then have them come over, but spike their weight with tea tree oil all over it, and watch them. It'll be then watch them fall. Oh and my laugh god, and, Brian, you know that is mean? hysterical. So if you want a real good laugh, okay. If, you, do if that. you're ever looking for mischief ideas, Brian, have you done that, Brian? 
Yeah, it's so funny. I mean, she ended up dying, but it was absolutely, she was on death's door anyway. <laughs> she had a heart attack and then I gave her the weight, so it wasn't really my fault. Oh, right, 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 right. This was Olivia de Havilland. It certainly was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who, by the way, you love, and so by the way, I'm sorry. That, that's okay. Okay. She, she lived a long life. She did. You gotta go. Well, you go. gotta go somehow. Make yeah. it memorable. That's right. And she, she, I'm, I'm assuming she died in Paris, right? Uh, uh, well, that's where they found her body. Yeah. Okay. In her in her right. home in Paris. Right. Yeah. Right. But so who knows? A lot of questions. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's two hours unaccounted for. Oh, I always forget that. Uh, yeah. And how and how far was the youth hostel you were staying at from Olivia de Havilland's house? Is the question. Um, Not I far, think Rana. There, there is a lodger in the story. Perhaps that was you. Um, sure. Okay. Shall we go with that first question here? Yes. Hi there. No, Ron. All no, right. Brian. No esteemed <laughs> guest. Very casual. It is. This is a really dumb question, but I figured if any podcast could help me, it would be this one. Okay. Good thing we Not because today. of personal experience with this, but only because I get the best recommendations on things like this from this podcast. I also think maybe a lot of people are dealing with this right now because of the monster of the last year we all just went through. So maybe this question will actually be super helpful. Well, thank you for taking us through your thought process. <laughs> Do you have any products? Wait, was there a page turn involved in that? <laughs> that was a page one. Please, please don't worry. The next question for sure will be at least 16 paragraphs. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is one of the shorter questions we've ever okay. received. Do you have any products that you'd recommend for removing dark circles underneath your eyes? I know rest and water and whatnot, but there have got to be some creams or something. A 2020 resolution is to work on my vanity, but first I need <sighs> to get rid of my dark under eye circles and lose 20 pounds. Much appreciated. Thankful for you both, plus guests. Brian, but spelled with an I. <laughs> Different person altogether. I don't think you can get rid of dark circles because I have Googled this before. With makeup, you can, but I don't think there's actually a product that does that, as far as I know. Cole? No. Yeah. No. There isn't. Have, Cole, uh, have you also looked into this? Yeah, I have. And, and you know, I, I use um, makeup. Under my eyes. That's the only place I wear it. Well, the only place. That probably gets rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you use, by the way? So, yeah. What's your brand? I use the um, Armani Under Eye Concealer from from Sephora. The color correct. The corrector. The one that is a brush or the one that is. Yeah, it's a little brush. Yeah. It's it's a a little black tube and the tube is a sort of a bit thicker on the ends. And yes. it's a little brush. Yeah. And so you mm-hmm. use the brush to apply it? Yeah, you use the brush. Little dots. You dot it and then you, because I use the same. Yeah. And so what do you do? Yeah. You put the brush and you dot it and then you just kind of like rub it in? Yeah. What number yeah. are you using, Cole? One, or dab two, it. three? Uh, I bet you're, the, I bet you're it, a two or a three. It's whatever the pinkish one is. Because there's also, there's an orange for that. That's for like. Um, oh, you're using the, the see-through the color tube corrector. where you can see the color. Yes. Okay. That's a little yeah. different. There's the concealer yeah. and then there's the color corrector. Yeah, this so is the corrector. So what do you think the full product name is if someone were to Google it? Um, it's, Annie, it's the color corrector. Yeah. The color corrector. Okay. Yeah. Great. Here's the situation. Uh-oh. Dark circles, first of all, in a lot of cases, they're just hereditary. People have dark circles. I didn't know that. 
But there's just people that look that way. Yeah. Like people that have droopy Barbara eyelids. Or, yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Barbara, Barbara Bush. Bush. She did. <laughs> well, she sort of had red circles under her eyes, probably, yeah. right? Not when she was younger, Ron. I've seen their wedding picture. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but there you go. Young, Wait, bring healthy, it out. young healthy woman, dark circles under her eyes. Yeah, you're right. I guess it just happens. The only thing you can really do, it's one of those things that sort of, now I'm staring at both of you trying to figure out who's got dark circles under their eyes and what's going on here. But the only thing you can really, it's real. The only way that it improves a little bit, truly, is like everything else in life. It is a reflection of how healthy you are. Mm. So diet and exercise, of course, like everything. But again, is it going to make it go away? No, absolutely. There is not a, you can't rub lemons under your eyes. You can't, it's just a pigmentation situation. And if you want to talk to your dermatologist about it, they're going to be more knowledgeable than we are. Maybe there's some miracle thing that we don't know about. I would also say that any product that claims they can do that is is lying. You you really can only cover it. Well, what some of those products have is a light reflector. Oh, I see. Yeah. And if you buy something that has a light reflectant, I should say, that will help in terms of how other people look at you and how they perceive you look. Got it. Armani there's there's also some light has, reflectors in yeah. the color corrector. Yeah. Armani is great at this. But uh, people then have asked me before, like, are you wearing glitter? Yeah. So you have to be um you have to be very careful or else You gotta be strong enough. You gotta be you strong. You need to be enough. using an eye cream anyway. Everybody should yeah. be using an eye cream. If you're not using an eye cream, we don't want to hear about what your other questions are. What about okay? a thigh cream? Is everyone using those? Everyone's using a thigh cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh for their thigh brows. <laughs> You know, that's the new thing. Is I've never thigh. heard that. It's not oh, the new yeah, thing, the thigh but it's, the thigh brow is when you wear a high cut bathing suit and on, on a woman, you can see the crease where the oh, thigh sure. and the stomach come together. I've that's never, your wow. thigh brow. Yeah. Oh, Thank wow. you, Chloe Kardashian. Uh, for everything. For all that you've done, for your service <laughs> to this nation and everything you've done for fashion. Uh, everything. And for filters. Everything you've done for mm. Snapchat filters. And uh, anyway. But you need to be using an eye cream. You said you want to lose 20 pounds anyway. I wouldn't be surprised if once you improve your nutrition a little bit and it's not exercising a little bit, that the color in your skin and your face will change. It just will. Uh, Sugar is not your friend if you have dark circles under your eyes. That's just a fact. Really? Sugar, Sugar's not your friend. Alcohol. None of these things are your friends. But you have to decide how you want to live your life. I mean, you know. And you get want a the piece buckle. of cake, have a piece of cake, but don't- Get the buckle. What's the, <laughs> excuse? the buckle, Cole, I'm so excited to be sharing this with you of all people, because I feel like I, it's usually the shoes on the other foot when I look at what you post. The buckle was the thing that actresses did way back in the day. Um, oh, 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 to like pull- make, To pull their faces, they would get rid of all their molars. And so like Joan Crawford did it, Greta Garbo did it. So they had right. no back teeth, Marlena Dietrich, because it created this like- Basically, oh. cheekbones. Mm-hmm. They would so remove they, their back teeth. Yeah, so it would only they could only really chew with like their, the front parts of their teeth. All those, all those really old, old you know, actresses of which is well, why I guess you before always the saw golden them at era, those but like, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. why they had to be on a complete liquid diet. Yeah, yeah, of course. Diana Ross, I think, even has it. Yeah. Now I want it. The buckle? I'm going to have all my molars removed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need to anymore. Is it too late to have my molars? Oh, you mean because people don't have to be beautiful anymore? 
Oh, no, I'm because now they have other have procedures that probably aren't quite as cruel. No, now you can <laughs> add, you can add filler instead of taking away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You can sculpt up instead of sculpting in. I got it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that would be yep. my guess. Yeah. Uh, yes, dear. Do your diet and exercise. See if that approves your skin. Then take a little trip to Sephora, who's delivering on Postmates now, I believe. Um, mm. And the deal with the color corrector on Armani is it has to do with your skin tone. So mm-hmm. coal is a pink. I have a more, that means you have a more yellow skin tone, probably. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. a more red skin tone, so I'm a green. Well, what do but I have, Rana? You also have a more olive. You're probably either a yellow or a pink because you have a more olive skin tone. Okay. I'll check it out. Uh, or even a little blue. It, it always seems, whatever it is, it's the contrast on the color rainbow, basically. I see. Green takes away red, et cetera. Got but it. You could, but really, Amani has some terrific concealers that have a little bit of a light reflectant. And if you're just using that along the eye socket bone, that if you don't mind that shimmery look, it'll give you, it'll, It'll definitely improve how people perceive because, you know, I'm a big fan of the Armani Prima, which is their um, ballerina tinted moisturizer, which sorry, I think it's called something. It used to be called Prima. No. Yeah. It's called, it was called luminescence before. Now it's called Prima. Is there an SPF in that? There is, but dear, you always need an an individual SPF. Mm. Never use just the SPF that's in the product. It's never enough. You have to have an, an SPF entirely on its own. It just right? And also a lot of the, uh, my SPF, which I love, which I use Lanza is also really acts as a primer. When I put my makeup on, I find that the makeup glides right over it nicely, hmm. but luminescence has that reflectance so that whenever people, Brian is always complimenting me on my skin, et cetera, but it's really how you're experiencing my skin. It's not exactly how my skin is. Let's put it that way. Wow. We spent far too much time on this question. I don't think we did. I thought the whole thing was fascinating. I, I didn't try know a couple of things. cucumber slices. Brian, <laughs> you must have done cucumber slices. I do them every afternoon from yeah, 1 they to de-puff. 3 p.m. They do. They mm. de-puff. Keep and apparently, them. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Dia. I said apparently tea bags do too, but I think they like kind of leave you with a little bit of a stain. I tried it. And then the and old models trick. Again, this is de-puffing. This isn't necessarily. Orange juice and cotton balls. Don't do that. <laughs> it's Don't my do favorite. That. Oh, it's so awful. Awful. Uh, preparation H. So right. if, you, if your eyes are puffy from a night out or you just have puffy eyes, you pull a little preparation H again, just along. You never want to put anything directly under your eye. With makeup, you're applying it. So you, that's a little bit different. But with a cream, etc., it will seep up. But the skin is so delicate under your eye. You always want to put it along the eye bone. With like and, one finger. Yeah, and you will actually want to use the second to the last finger, the one. ring finger. The dirtiest finger. The, <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that's the weakest finger on your hand. Though I always had, so you're not going to be pulling, though I always felt if you were using it for that, you're probably making it stronger, but what do I know? Mm. Good right. point. Chicken and egg. Chicken and egg. Brian. Yeah. How about you read the next fabulous I would love question. to read the next one. Um, okay. Here we go. I sorry, I always lose it and then have to refind it. But Cole, you really only do uh, under eye concealer. Yeah, that's you. You don't really, and unless you're wearing makeup for a for pot a role. or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here we go. Dear Brana, Brian, and guest Cole. First of all, thank you so much for all of the work you put into this show. It is truly one of the highlights of my week, and I cannot stress how much the show has helped me and countless others when it comes to dealing with everyday issues. Well, they shouldn't be speaking for everyone else, but I appreciate the, the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> my question has to do- I mean, really? With, 
Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That was really, actually, it was really offensive what we just yeah. read. Yeah. My question has to do with whether or not I have an obligation to this go visit. This is someone who wants us to, I can already tell you before I hear this question, this is someone that wants us to confirm their world, worldview. Mm. Oh, because they, they started want a- us to give them permission to do something they don't want to do. Because, because they started start, right. with this huge compliment. Yeah. Mm. All right. Not let's that see I don't love a compliment. Sure. But, yeah. Uh, but a compliment is a freeway to an obligation. They're trying to win mm. us over. That's right. Yeah. Okay. My question has to do with whether or not I have an obligation to go visit and spend time with my father. Okay. I won't try to lie to you and tell you the backstory will be short, but I'll do my best. Growing up, my father was a single parent for most of my childhood because of my mom's alcoholism. When she eventually passed from her disease, he legally uh, became a full-time single parent, a role that many, but especially him, are not able to take on successfully. Very unusual also for the father to get full custody. Yeah, You see, my father was, also is, an alcoholic. Hmm. He made my childhood a living hell. I never knew what kind of situation I was walking into at home, and I did my best to always involve myself in after-school activities, theater, speech, debate, etc., so I could limit my time at home. My father was both mentally and physically abusive, and the abuse only intensified when my sister outed me to my dad. When I turned 18, I moved away to college and became financially independent so that I wouldn't have to rely on my dad for anything. Our contact became less and less frequent until his health took a turn for the worse. He's been in and out of the hospital for years, having now suffered two heart attacks and three strokes. Because he never remarried, a lot of his health decisions came down to me and I had to be around him more often than not. Also, as one of the last few, as of the as of the last few years, he's taken to asking me for money regularly. I give it because I feel bad and don't want him to do without. But I'm also a furloughed flight attendant with limited funds these days. Oh, another flight attendant. Yeah. Now that his health has stabilized a little bit, I haven't had to see him for a year, but now he's begging me to come visit him and I just can't bring myself to do it. I feel the need to tone down my gayness, put that in quotes, anytime I'm around him, therefore not being my true self. I also get so nervous around him because of all of the abuse I had to endure during my childhood. Granted, he's so feeble now that there's nothing he could do to harm me, but I guess some of those old nerves just won't go away despite years of therapy. So that brings me to my question. Am I a bad person if I don't go visit my ailing father? While his health is stabilized, his time on earth is definitely nearing an end. He has other family members that he lives close to, so he's not totally alone, but he's been asking me to come visit more and more, and I just don't know what to do. Any help with this issue would be wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Sincerely, Brandon. That's mm. heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, this, for me, is is the 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 question that runs through my head all the time about what do I do in this circumstance mm-hmm. with my parents? Mm-hmm. Cole, do you feel the same way? Well, yeah, I, I basically had the same um, circumstance when my dad, <clears throat> who was an alcoholic, um, was passing away. Like he he had cancer, so it was like years coming. He was an absent father. My mom was also an alcoholic, but she's the one who raised us. And then as he was dying, um, like in the last year, a couple years of his life, um, I, um, I, I considered the same thing. Like, do I go visit him? Do I say goodbye? Like, we're not even that close. Like he might be uncomfortable, but, um, I could tell that he was so, um, remorseful, like really felt like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I really have fucked up my life. 
And, um, you know, like towards the end, he he remarried my mom so that she could be on his um, Social Security and uh, his VA benefits because he was a Vietnam veteran. Um, and um, so all the, these things to like make up for like um, decades of, of abuse and neglect. And um, it was hard I, I do not regret every time that I visited him um, in mm-hmm. the last years of his life. There was even one time, like, I visited him, and then a month later I got the call that, like, okay, it's any day now. Um, you already came. You don't have to come. Like, don't worry about it. And then I was like, uh, okay. I I felt like... um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go and say goodbye, even though I had just said, goodbye and then um i talked about it in therapy and my therapist was like it sounds like you're struggling with it even though everyone's telling you like you don't have to and then i realized like oh if i can give him like a moment of like peace like in the final days of his life just by like showing up for a few days um like two or three days then like what a amazing gift to like give someone and it costs me almost nothing you know Mm -hmm. um so it's hard to say what like advice there is but i i think i think you uh, i feel like i would have regretted not going more than i i don't regret going and saying Mm -hmm. goodbye you didn't come out of it feeling worse about anything no 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 and i but i also know that it's like hell and hard to like be back there so like just giving limits like okay i can like one time i went back home for a funeral a couple years ago and i flew in uh, across the country i flew in um from new york to oregon on a saturday morning i went to the funeral i flew back here saturday night and i was like and that's what i needed to do to like not be around my drunk family but still show up for them, even though I knew they were going to give me a little bit of shit for like, like you're just coming and going. But, um, yeah. So like, I guess like limiting, like even if you go for a day and you stay at a hotel or you stay with a friend or you plan a fun trip, like in a city nearby after that, I don't know. I know everyone's poor. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do also, and this is like. Thank you for sharing that. No I just kidding. Want to say first I want that, that all cut out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not true, so it feels yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Actually, that's pretty sleazy. Cole, yeah, to be this honest. was a new Instagram character I've yeah. been waiting for. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he's called. I went through a similar situation. <laughs> Oh. That's the name of this character. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually, it, it actually gives me some relief to hear you say that because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people who struggle, and I think a lot of queer people, but everybody too, mm-hmm. wonders about that moment and about someone who was such a monster in your life and what happens at the end because it. It just comes down to when you're not going through it, which obviously I have not, but it comes down to 
which which of those things is the right thing to do? Because it seems like neither would feel good. You right. know, not going right. would not feel good. And going would, would doesn't, I mean, this guy even says it. He's scared to go, you know, yeah. in the letter. He yeah. does, or at least that he doesn't want to go. But I do feel like, and I don't know that their specific relationship, but I do know what a complicated relationship, an abusive relationship is. There might be something he wants to say to you that, would really yeah. benefit you to hear. Mm-hmm. I think that him, I'm not trying to give him passes here, but him knowing you are gay and still, and not still, but also really needing you there. I don't really see what you have to hide at all. I don't think you need to be aggressive with anything, but I don't mm-hmm. think he's bringing you there because he hates that you're gay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's, I think he might be done with that as probably anyone should be by that point. Yeah. But yeah. I think you have less to fear than you think you do. But like Cole said, I I think you can also create boundaries for yourself, whether you're able to stay in a hotel or stay with a friend or have a home base that isn't necessarily with him. Just to protect yourself. Or bring a friend. If you can. Great. I mean, your flight attendant, maybe you get free. It's called a a buddy pass. They have buddy buddy passes where where you can fly with you and you get to pick... I give them to up to six people a year or something like that. Yeah. But I do think that when, I don't know. I, I do think that you might feel better going than, than not. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'll personally. say this with the buddy pass. You can't wear flip flops. You can't wear tank tops. You, have to dress you can't like a wear professional. shorts. You yeah. have to look nice because really? otherwise they're going to yes. revoke your privilege. You don't have to dress like a perfect professional, but you have to look absolutely acceptable and clean or they'll revoke the body pass. And my dear friend Josh Weiss is listening. He used to work for Delta Airlines and very strict about the body pass. Okay. I think, first of all, I think it's thank you both for being so open and sharing. It's like having two great friends in addition to your therapist who can really tell you where they're coming from. And I think there's such value to that because I think this is one of those moments in life where people can't, it's so hard to tease apart the mythology of your life, the story of your life, uh, to separate that from your current feelings and your old feelings and the old junk that you can't get rid of. And it's so hard to know. And also how you think of yourself as a person. Am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Does this make me a good person? Does this make me like him? Does this make me like, you know, it all becomes a big mishmash and it's so emotionally charged. But I think first thing to acknowledge is that that there are stages in life. This guy was a terrible father. Even if he did his best, which maybe he did for who he was under the circumstances. He was a terrible father who left real emotional scars on you and didn't accept you at a time in your life that you needed that acceptance. And when you didn't really have another parent to rely on. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your story. And that's all real and true and part of your story. But now he is a feeble old man and... It does seem, maybe, maybe not, I think there's value to this either way. It does seem he has something to say to you. He keeps wanting you to come. He knows he's at the end of his life. Maybe he has something to say to you. Maybe he doesn't. Either way, there's value to that. You go there, he says the thing, you decide how graceful you want to be about it. I mean, Cole made the choice. And I think that is so powerful to say, It doesn't, what does it cost me? 
If you're mm-hmm. actually resolved about how you feel about the relationship in the past, it doesn't actually cost you anything because it doesn't change who you've decided you are and who you are to this person. All it does is you're not absolving them of their past behavior, no, but you're allowing yeah. them a grace note on the way out. And maybe it took them 50 years to get to the place where they could even say something like that to you. Whatever the trauma is that they, people don't, children don't want to grow up to be monsters. Things happen in their lives that, that people be, you know, it's this different, it's how do you separate a parent from being a person? He's also a person. And if he's asking for that kind of, let's call it a reconciliation as opposed to forgiveness, it is your choice whether you want to give that thing or not, but really have a hard think about how you want to feel when it's all over and how you want to look back on it and what sort of a grown-up you want to be. Because this is really a push-pull between being a child and being a grown-up. And so the child in you doesn't want to go and keeps avoiding, and I don't owe him anything, and I send him money, and that's enough. And actually, throughout the last however long it's been since you've been an adult, I don't know, 15 years, 20 years, whatever it is, he was not really on his deathbed. So you didn't have to do any of that stuff. And you, when a person is healthy, you can make totally different decisions than you have to make when you know that they will not be a part of your life anymore in, in the near future. So it's fine that you didn't go see him for this many, that time or this time, but this is really the big moment. The other possibility is he doesn't say anything to you. He's a little bit rude about what you call your gayness. Uh, he expects you to go to the grocery store for him and not much else. And he doesn't have any big thing to say to you. And that gives you closure too which is, it's a sadder version of that, but mm-hmm. you get to go off to the rest of your life and say, my dad was a schmuck who wasn't even capable of apologizing for the way that he treated us. That's just who he was, a total alcoholic narcissist. And I tried to give him that last moment and we just couldn't get there. And that's the family we are and that's our dysfunction. But I don't have to carry that with me into the rest of my life. So yeah. we're not telling you you have to go. No, but you no, have be a to think call. about whether you'll That's regret true. it. I yeah. would also say, try as much as you can if you do go, not to adjust who you are and to bring someone you love with you or make yourself safe there. I will say though that is hard. That is, it's very difficult after years of trauma to not. Even I find myself with my parents. I wouldn't say I adjust who I am, but there are moments where I do edit myself, and not from like you know, cursing or something any kid would do with a parent, but Mm -hmm. just, I edit my behavior a little bit and I catch myself doing it and then try to stop it. But Cole, is that still something you ever find yourself doing or are you pretty fully Um, formed at this point? I have, I've always been like, um, pretty independent and closed off from my family. Okay. Um, since I was a, a, a kid. Right. Um, so that hasn't changed. I would like to be more open with them instead of them asking you know like after six months asking me like how are you and me being like good right i'm good yeah just working and yeah yep but ron i think you said something really smart about what kind of adult think about what kind of adult you want to be like you get to have a choice you can choose to be different from your father like that's how i felt when i went and said goodbye to him again 
Um, you it could did, be empowering. You did that as a yeah. grown person. Yeah, I, I made me yeah. feel like, oh my God, I'm like more evolved than he could be as a father to me. And that made, that was like healing and um, sort of mind opening for me. Right. This letter is written from a child's point of view. Yeah. And when your parent passes, there is not that there haven't already been several identity shifts probably in your lifetime, but you're not anyone's child anymore. Mm -hmm. You're just you. And you're a grown up that has to walk through this world. And so whatever that childlike voice and that trauma, et cetera, that tells you to react a certain way, you don't have anybody to do that with anymore. So, you know, it's the same with a sibling or, you know, that idea that, oh, my sister's always rude to me and this is how it always goes when I see her, et cetera, et cetera. You're on your own and you have to live with whoever you are, not in relation to who the who you were, uh, not in, not who you were in relation to that person. They're gone, and that loss becomes a big identity shift, and it is a big sort of mantle to have to take on. You have to grow into that vacuum, basically, and fill that vacuum, and figure out who you want to be. And these are only questions that you can answer, but it's a big moment for you. It's a defining moment because it's all internal and private. These are your private thoughts. And these are your private ideas about who you want to be and how you want to handle things. And as far as the toning down your gayness thing goes, which is horrible, of course, but there probably isn't a person who is the same. I mean, if you're very lucky and you come from a very evolved, you know, Open family. Family. But most people aren't the same way they are with their friends that they are with their parents. And as Cole was saying, you know, this idea of when someone asks you how you're doing, you really only want to tell them if you think they care. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. If they don't, if you know that they don't want to hear it or they don't want to hear about your successes or they're not capable of feeling happy for you. You get into a very shut down place with these people over the years. Your father doesn't, maybe he accepts you how you are and how you came into this world and how, but he doesn't really want to hear about how you're living your life. That doesn't square. And you figured that out a long time ago. So this really probably isn't the visit where you tell him and just so you know, I'm a power bottom or what, you know, mm. what this really Although that isn't. could be fun. <laughs> no, that's for, that's for actually, that's for the, the deathbed visit. That's for his graveside. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. for his right. graveside. Where it's you the go, last thing you want you to say to him. him. <laughs> and you go to his graveside and you just bring pictures and you say, and this then you was, wink at him yeah. after you say <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. this probably isn't, this really, it's about you as an adult, but it isn't about revenge, I'm sorry to say. It just is about what you can live with. Of course. And that, and that, and by the way, there's plenty of people that don't talk to people on the way out and they were monsters to them. And that's a perfectly legitimate choice, but you're Absolutely. struggling, but you're struggling yeah. with this. Yeah. Yeah. Nice job, everybody. Oh, now I, my heart really goes out to Brandon. Yeah. That's a really tough situation. I hope he's friends with Cody Finger, our regional, our regional flight attendant. I hope so too. Yeah, I hope they found each other on the Patreon, that they're friends on Patreon, <laughs> Cody Finga and Brandon. The worst grandma. I remember Cody Finga from The Worst Grandma. Oh. 
I'm sure he'll be thrilled that we remember him for being a regional flight attendant and having the worst grammar. He had no the worst grandma. He oh, had the worst grandma. That I was his grammar. No, remember he had the worst course, grandmother, and he didn't want to have a relationship awful. with her. She was awful. She, she was, really a real, was a monster. She was a real finger finger swirler oh, no. and a drink. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she was terrible. She was, she was fantastic. She was actually pretty wonderful. You didn't but. want her to be your. You didn't want her to be your grandmother, but you wanted to be invited over when yeah. he had to go fun. see her. Yeah, definitely. She was a real stir. Uh, okay. Hi, Ron O'Brien, and wonderful guest. How do I get my husband to date me again? Like many couples with young kids, mine are five years old and 18 months, we're isolated at home with no one to watch our kids and nowhere to go because of the pandemic. However, this was a problem of mine before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. Prior to COVID, I was predominantly the planner of, of date nights and the planner of pretty much everything else for my family. I've always been a planner, and most of the time I enjoy it. In the 10 years of being with my, with my husband, I hit planning fatigue from time to time and ask him to take over. He always assures me he will start to plan more fun things to, for us to do together, and then never does. My husband and I have a pretty egalitarian relationship when it comes to parenting and chores around the house, but our social calendar has always been my doing. Is he just not a planner? Have I enabled him? Has he become complacent? Am I asking too much that this part of our relationship needs to be equal to? I've asked every which way in the past for him to take the reins on planning date nights and nothing sticks. Ready for all suggestions, no matter how, no matter how big, small, or ridiculous. This podcast is something I look forward to every damn week. Love you. Love you both. Kiss, kiss. Married and ready to mingle. Parentheses. With my husband. With my husband. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why are you setting yourself up for failure time and time again? He doesn't want to plan anything. I have been in relationships <laughs> like, like this where I got so frustrated because I was like, could you just make a decision about what we do? It would be so nice and da, da, da. Some people can't do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something, just schedule it. It'll be so much easier for both of you because I guarantee also, which I also found myself in, what they schedule, you actually don't even really want to do. It doesn't sound that fun. You you wish that you had more control over it, at least in my experience. I, I mean, just don't, just know that, take that off his plate. And as long as he's game for anything, that's great. I would also say as soon as you can, I don't think anything sparks more good feeling in a relationship than being able to get out of town. And I just meet an hour away without the kids in where in a cabin or whatever you're able to do distance wise or however it's safe it two to three days away from your life with one person or with, you know, whoever you're in love with solves a lot. So those are my pieces of advice. Cole. I don't, God, with my husband, I just, Right. Um, no, I. <laughs> Do you have a husband? No. Oh, no, I don't. I don't know why. Um, planning. Maybe. Maybe it's about like a new strategy. Like maybe there's a. Maybe there's a game. Maybe you write down the things that you like to do and you put them in a hat, or you have him write down. That's the, or, smart. You know, actually, like, yeah. Just something like making it. Um, doesn't have to be that, but just like more multiple choice or something more multiple choice or just coming at the problem from a different angle besides like asking him the same question over and over again. Like, can you plan something please? Because I know, you know, like I, uh, I like to do things, but I don't, but sometimes you just want someone else 
to um Figure you want to be surprised but yeah usually i'm disappointed by surprises because i i know what i want and really me when too. i say like surprise me is like guess what i want <laughs> guess um yeah um i like that idea though like here are the things i love doing here's a list of 10 things 20 yeah, things just yeah. pick one once every other week or whatever yeah yeah or like um, with my um with my current boyfriend i, I like I have to be very explicit, like, uh, about gifts. Like, I want fruit. I want, just pick me out some kind of fruit. Like, you know, just making it easy. Like, it doesn't have to be expensive, but I just, I want something. Mm-hmm. And I like fruit. Go get me a piece of fruit. Surprise me. You know. Very sexy, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so irritated if it was a kiwi. I love kiwi. <laughs> oh, the most overrated fruit. We're in the wrong season. Forget it. What is the real problem? What is at the heart of the problem here? You feel that your husband is not doing, do you feel that he doesn't do anything romantic in the relationship? Do you feel that you're just the mother and the planner and that there is that, that you've lost some dimension to your personality or to the, the relationship where you're also, uh, a person who is worthy of being courted. What is it that you're really annoyed about? Because if you're always the planner and in regular times you get dressed up, you go out and you feel great on the date and your husband treats you like his date when you're on the date, maybe that doesn't bother you. I don't know. But I think what both of you are saying is terrific. Brian is a hundred percent right. It sounds like your husband's never been a planner. What makes you think he's going to stop being a planner now? I mean, and what Cole is saying is terrific, which is, okay, if you want to plan, but you want to throw a little spontaneity into it, what you're both saying is, you know, give him three three options. He has a list of 10 things. I'd love you to complete these by, uh, by June or whatever. <laughs> and just tell me we're hanging out Saturday night. And whatever that is, is what it is. But the truth is, Saturday night's going to come. And he's going to say, oh, I thought we'd do movie night because you said you wanted to do movie night. And you're going to think to yourself, well, I didn't think we were going to do movie night tonight. And he already picked the movie. We're watching The Incredibles too, And you think, oh. <laughs> It is a sinking feeling having someone just, else pick the movie. The I'm not kidding. Mm, it really can be. Mm-hmm. You want to pick the movie, so pick the movie. And you're lucky. The other way to look at it is you're lucky to be the someone who doesn't care if you pick the movie all the time. Truly. Yeah. But it seems to me that you want some acknowledgement of your identity outside of the family. You want you, you want there to be a relationship between you and you and your husband and then your relationship as parents and then what everybody's doing because you're very egalitarian and everybody's very respectful about this kid gets dropped off here by him and I pick up them and isn't that wonderful? And that seems to be something that you're very proud of. I do think people focus too much on scorekeeping in relationships and that as long as everyone is happy with whatever that balance is that you've struck, even if it's 80-20 or 40-60 or even if it's 50-50, Again, you figure out what you're happy living with. But you might say to your husband, you never send me flowers. I wish you sent me flowers sometimes. Problem for me is when I say something like that, Mr. Cleveland always picks the wrong florist without fail. For every, I I have to give him a list of approved florists. And even then, 
on my birthday, he called the florist and he said, she likes classic, what she, she does not like, no color, no pink or red. She doesn't want any pink or red roses. Okay. What showed up? All pink and red roses. Because the person at the florist, that's what they heard. All they listened for two seconds. That's what they heard. Did you throw them against the fireplace? (laughs) I picked them up in one hand and I (laughs) threw them at his head. Yeah. And luckily his his reflexes is still pretty good from all the- (laughs) He caught it? From all the squash he plays. Yeah. But- So I didn't get that smash against the wall, sure. a wall that I was hoping for. But you have, I mean, if there's something you really want, maybe all you really need is the element of surprise. So these are the things I want. I just don't want, really want to know when they're going to happen. But if you want something to shift, you have to ask for it or you have to make it happen. Because And when, when you say ask for it, I actually think you're onto something of like, it maybe it doesn't sound sexy but you're right the surprise is nice of being like i would love to go to dinner here you know what i mean or i would love for you to get takeout from this place that i love and i would love for you to buy flowers at some or it would make me so happy if you ordered flowers from this place i know that sounds obnoxious but if what you're after is the surprise i don't think there's anything wrong with that i also Mm -hmm. think you married with small children to turn to someone, I mean, because obviously she's exhausted. She's a five-year-old and an 18-month-old. Yeah. If you turn to your husband and you say to him, I just wish you would plan us a night where we get take up from this place and watch a movie and I wouldn't have to think about it. Or I just wish I would get flowers once a month. Or I, just, I mean, who could not, who could not look at an exhausted mother and say, mental note, got it. And if he doesn't do it, you should say, and it's a two-step thing. So you have to have that conversation. You can't just be annoyed that these things don't materialize out of thin air. So you have the conversation where you state, I just wish, I just wish. And if it doesn't happen, you can say, I have to tell you, I maybe, maybe you didn't hear me. Maybe I didn't express myself as well as I could have, but I really want you to hear me now. This is something I need. I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel someone's doing something for me and that we're not just roommates that share these children, et cetera, et cetera. And I mean, I, I'd find it hard to believe he wouldn't understand that. He's just in the daily grind like you. Tell him to put it in the calendar entry because in my experience, when I've said something like that, it happens that week, one time, done. Mm. Do you know I, what I mean? I say make it recurring. When he puts it in the calendar, say, I've never said that to anybody to be clear, but I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Or ask a friend to do something for you. Like, like I have, I have friends that are better gift givers than, you know, partners or like better, like fun um, day planners. If it's something, if it's more of like an experience that you're looking for, like, I just want something to take me out of this. Go do it anyway. Go do it and and have someone else be like, you know, call your one of your closest friends, your best friend and be like, can you please, can you please take me out to dinner? Yeah, just do it like that exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'll pay for it, but you just have to pick where. <laughs> or you could have your friend just call your friend and say like, psst. I, I was waiting um, for this. Yeah. <laughs> tell my husband. No, show up in a trench coat, say, I'm taking you out to dinner, and they don't know who it is. And yeah, have it's just your friend a silhouette. As yeah. a very, very Lucy. sexy. Yeah. Like Inspector Dis- Gadget. Yeah. Inspector. 
completely. <laughs> or Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Distinguished, distinguished man. And he knocks on the door and says, oh, I have the wrong house. But if someone named Catherine St. Boulevard lives here, which is whatever this person's name is, sure. these flowers are for her. And I then was, you act like, and absolutely. then you say, yeah. and then you say, could you tell Catherine St. Boulevard to meet me in the back alley, bottomless now? <laughs> just have a, just have a trench coat delivered and say, yeah. ask her to wear this and nothing else. I and thought for sure, Brian, you were going to say, send flowers to yourself and say, I don't know who these are from. Well, that mm. was I, yeah. I, along something along those lines where yeah. it's like. You know, love Big Al or something, and and <laughs> send them to, send them to you know the butcher, himself. Big Al. But yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, this is oh, you know who this is? This is that nice guy who works. Da, 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 yeah. Da, da, da. Why would the why would my trainer send me flowers? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I know he just got divorced, huh. but yeah. That's so thoughtful. Create some mystery. He really understands women. And then like that, hire yeah. someone to pick up your children from school and say, you know, that butcher picked up the kids and dropped them off today. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is the time in our show. I Ooh. loved this show. I have to be honest. It was wonderful. So fun. And so nice. Cole didn't think they were going to enjoy this a bit. Is I, that true? Cole? Did, I, that, I didn't think I was going to enjoy that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The show. You weren't the sure. Show? Yeah. You weren't sure. I had a feeling that I would. But still not sure if you did. Am I sure now that if I had a good time? <laughs> I think that I've had a better time. I think this was much better than the inauguration. Thank you. Which well, you, you didn't wouldn't even know. see. You wouldn't I know. wouldn't know. Better so it's hardly a compliment. Better than getting your tea tree oil delivered? No, because you were waiting for that. I was. <laughs> for my makeup remover. Ah, terrific. Uh, so, Brian, this is the time in the show when... Oh, boy. A lot of pressure is coming your way, Cole. Yeah. What? So get ready. Buckle up and put the on your oxygen mask. Okay. <laughs> Here's what's happening. So we, every week, send a gift to one of the people who just wrote us in, who we think mm. deserves it the most. It doesn't, it just is a feeling from you who you think should we should send something nice to and Ron is going to tell us what the gift this week is. This week we're giving away a Gold Belly gift certificate. Gold okay. Belly is a fabulous food service that they support all these artisanal restaurants and bakeries etc. So you can get the cupcake from Crave in Dallas or you can get the ribs from this place in St. Louis or you can get a kosher babka from Greens in New York. And we're going to let people pick what they want, but they really That's have a great fun gift. stuff for when mm-hmm. you're going into a current lockdown. So yeah. to recap, we have Brian with the eyes. Mm-hmm. We have Brandon with the, you know, in terrible health father who he has a complicated relationship with. And we have anonymous who wants to uh, give her marriage a spark. Who do you think, think, Cole? Oh, it's hard because I, um, after your idea about sending the flowers, you know, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe she could use this to send herself. Who bought me steak? You know, that kind of like (laughs) who, who got me? Oh my steaks! Absolutely, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who sent me? Who sent me rib rub? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but it sounds like she would actually rather have that from her husband. Yeah. So True. I th- I think I think um I pick Brandon. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Brandon needs someone to give him something. Yeah. He has to give a lot of himself and has mm-hmm. given a lot of himself in this in his short lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Eat that pain. With oh, it's so true. You know what Brandon needs is a smash cake, Brian. Truly. Do you I have a smash cake? I haven't stopped thinking about smash no. cakes since we discussed it. I think about it, it every day. And Lana. I think we're both going to get smash cakes for the live show. We're each going to get a smash cake. <laughs> well, it's just a cake that you smash? Well, oh, apparently. This is. is like a new baby business thing. Not it's, even that new. A couple years old, I think. It's the zenith of, ba- of, Correct. of childhood, of child the, rearing, yeah. Now you're supposed to get on like a child's birthday, like for one, two, three, four, early birthday. You're supposed to get a cake for the party, but also a small cake for them to smash. Oh, that's, I, I had that when I was a baby. Like, that was like a tradition in our family. Like, the baby could do whatever he wanted on the first birthday. But was it a piece of cake or was it a separate cake? Oh, it, it was the cake. Yes. I'm, now maybe they, they say, had a separate cake. Maybe they had a separate cake. But Now I just, they say yeah. the baby just gets a smash cake. So you go to the bakery. I, I honestly have been thinking about this you all You go to the bakery and they're like, and, okay, great. I got a strawberry cake and, and vanilla frosting. And what's your smash cake? And for the and smash like, cake? Uh-huh. And yeah. it's like, for the smash and like cake. Ron said last week, oh, you're not getting a, you're not doing a smash cake? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know, it was a very nice patty, but the baby didn't get a smash cake. Uh, yeah, did you I think her husband lost his job. Cake? Yeah, there was no smash cake. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. I think we're going to do smash cakes for the live show, Brian. That's fine. Uh, Cole, what we do now, you don't have to stay for it, is we read our cliffhanger. And Ooh. we don't have, answer it. We just read it. We just okay. read it. And then we answer it on our Patreon uh, <sighs> on Friday. And so if you'd like to hear our cliffhanger, you can stay for I that. I would. Okay. Terrific. Yeah. Here I we think I would. go. All right. Okay. Dear Rana and Brian. Oh, you want to read it? Dear, you read it. Well, I was fun. all geared up for yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. Go <laughs> okay, for just, it. Okay, I was so thrown. Dear Rana and Brian, <laughs> I believe my letter will be more suited to Brian's expertise than oh. Rana's. That's the first. Yeah. But no, of course, I can't wait to hear is not. what incredible insights yeah. you both provide into helping me with my problems. I'm a gay man living in London, and for the past four years or so, I've suffered from debilitating social anxiety hmm. that manifests mostly as physical symptoms, pri- primarily issues with my stomach and gut. Yeah. I've been able to manage it to a certain extent, and I'm currently in therapy trying to address these issues, but I thought getting some extra advice from you guys wouldn't hurt. My main problem has been my dating life. I shat all over my last three dates and we what? weren't even having sex. I'm just kidding. I made that up. Oh. My main dating when it comes to potential romantic really interactions. Cold. This is, I mean, this is the sort of treatment that I have to and this endure. Is, this is the cliffhanger? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> When it comes to potential, don't worry, it'll end in a murder. When it comes to potential romantic interactions, this the is lights both... always go off at the end of the cliffhanger. Right. All you hear are footsteps by the end of it. My main problem has been my dating life. When it comes to potential romantic interactions, this is where both my anxiety and my gut seem to flare up the most. And as I enjoy being on the receiving end for the most part, if you know what I mean, I think you can understand how this might be a major issue for me. Now, I'm not sure what positions Hmm. Brian prefers in his own personal life. Excuse me. (laughs) 
not and sure what that has you. to do with anything. <laughs> I'm not so sure either, Rana. How do you know I'm not a power bottom? Thank you very right. much. Exactly. You yeah. don't know. Oh, these people. The, honestly. So all prejudiced. The, yeah. All the prejudices. Yeah. Just because I'm an old lady, huh? Okay, go yeah. on. <laughs> That's right. Please, Rana, don't even lie. I've been asking you to talk about your positions for so long now. But I think it's it. outrageous that they would bring up your positions. But anyway, go on. It's an absolute violation yeah. of privacy. Now, I'm not sure what positions Brian prefers in his own personal life. Perhaps we have some, something in common in that area. But that's neither here nor there. They're digging, Brian. They really, Obviously. they were really hoping you were going to answer. By the mm. way, that's our new Patreon drive. $5 gets you into the carriage house. $10 if you want to know what Brian's favorite Brian's positions position. Absolutely. You have, to, yeah. you have to pay for that information. That's, pay, that's behind the paywall. It's a textual yeah. OnlyFans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, with the pandemic still going, socializing has been paused for most of us. But once this all blows over, I was hoping you'd be able to provide me some insight into potential ways of dating gay men or even just meeting them without the added pressure of a dating environment or a dating app, uh-huh. as they tend to be focused on immediate satisfaction more than anything else. And that could help me ease into a potential relationship or even meeting a group of gay men to make friendships with, as I tend to mostly have straight friends. Sorry for the long letter. Sorry, Jeffrey Self. Doesn't exist. (laughs) Sorry for the long letter. But hey. He's nobody's friend. This is why. This is an excerpt. We love Jeffrey, yeah. This is a deleted scene from the upcoming Sex and the City series. This is Kim Cattrall's only line she got on the new Sex and the City, but it was finally cut out. So this is what I'm going to say. Sorry for the long letter, but hey, the longer the better. Am I right, Brian? <laughs> Thank you for everything you do for us in need. Please don't use my name, P. All right. All right. You're going to have to go to patreon.com slash askrana yeah. to figure out what and we're going to gonna say to this figure guy out with Brian's positions. That's one, two, or three. That's right. And how do you know I have more than one? That's another thing. <laughs> I'm not sure we'll be covering that. I, don't, I, I just don't know. I'll have to do some deep soul surgery. I'm going to have to pray on it for yeah, sure. Yeah, I have to pray on it. Exactly. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, Cole, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. day. At well, Colascola. Right. Uh, search Party Season 4 right, uh, on is HBO up now Max. on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And yep. of course, At Home with Amy Sedaris is, is canceled. Is, is canceled. But I'm you can thrilled still to announce. watch it and it's still fabulous. But season fabulous. three, just, they just put it up on HBO Max. I was going to ask, where does that live? So it's on HBO Max yeah. also. Yeah. So I encourage you to watch both those things. Amy Sedaris, um, who posted about Tanya Hatting right after we talked about it, Brian. So there's some, that's some, true. some question about whether she's a carriage house member. That wasn't the first time. There was another thing that we had a crossover with her. I can't remember what it was. So sure, people are sure. wondering if she's in the carriage house, but I can't confirm it, deny. Right. Yeah. Neither can I. Yeah. And I know that's why you brought me on. So, well, it was all leading to this. Yeah. It was all, it was all, it was all going somewhere, I hope. That's right. I'd never um, heard of you before this. <laughs> Cole, Cole thank so you for everything. Fabulous. You're an absolute delight. Thank and, you. Continued um, success. Thanks. I love watching everything that you do. You're an absolute joy to behold. Truly. Yeah. Kiss, kiss. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.